And welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, uh, where the, an evangelical encounters the restoration. Your host, Stephen Pinecker, and we're doing another segment of Show and Tell with Brent Ashworth. Uh, folks, this book will eventually be in paperback, uh, just so you know. Uh, it's hard to get now. Uh, but basically, this is just a continuing series where I just asked Brent uh, about various items in his collection. And I don't know ahead of time what he's going to put in front of the camera. So it'll be, you'll see it the first time I see it. So uh, Brent, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Steve. It's good to be with you. And so what do you have for us now? Well, uh, maybe I can introduce it by reading a little statement I wrote about it, if sure. that's okay. Um, Wilford Woodruff, fourth president of the church, uh, wrote, quote, before I saw Joseph, I did not care how old he was or how young he was. I did not care how he looked, whether his hair was long or short. The man that advanced that revelation, speaking of the Book of Mormon, was a prophet of God. I knew it for myself. I first met Joseph Smith in the streets of Curland. He had on an old hat and a pistol in his hand. He said, Brother Woodruff, I've been out shooting at a mark, and I wanted to see if I could hit anything. And said he, have you any objection to it? Not at all, said I. There's no law against a man shooting at a mark that I know of. He invited me to his house. He had a wolf skin, which he wanted me to help him tan. He wanted to sit on it while driving his wagon team. Well, he said, you're a pretty prophet, shooting a pistol and tanning a wolf skin. <laughs> well, he tanned it and used it while making a journey of a thousand miles to Missouri. This was my first acquaintance with the prophet Joseph, Wilford wrote. And from that day until the present, with all the apostasies we have had, and with all the difficulties and afflictions we have been called to pass through, I never saw a moment when I had any doubt with regard to this work. I have had no trial about this. While the people were apostatizing on the right hand and on the left, it was no temptation to me to doubt this work or to doubt that the prophet Joseph Smith was a prophet of God. Well, the, the pistol, the hat and wolfskin, <laughs> President uh, Woodruff mentioned here, along with many of their possessions have long disappeared. But a very few of his possessions and some of Emma's have survived. One of these is Joseph and Emma's family Bible, presently in our collection. Oh, wow. And uh, it's a big, beautiful book. Um, this is an important and rare physical survivor from the lives of the prophet and his wife, first family of the restoration. At any rate, um, Joseph and Hiram Smith both purchased their family Bibles uh, together from an Ohio bookstore in 1831, the year after the church was organized. Following the martyrdom with his brother Hiram in 1844, Emma's uh, passing in 1879, this family treasure became the property of Alexander Hale Smith, who lived from 1838 to 1909. Following his and his wife's 1845 to 1919 deaths, the Bible was given to their son, Arthur Marion Smith, 1880 to 1964, and it eventually passed to his daughter, Georgia May Smith. The Bible was purchased from Georgia, who died in 2009 at Independence, Missouri, and quickly passed through the hands of several collectors till my wife, Shirley, and I acquired it in 2010. In over six decades of collecting many wonderful items from the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Many books have come into my hand, including over a quarter million uh, books. Among these have been significant copies of scripture, 
including a book of commandments, first editions of the Doctrine and Covenants, Brother Greg Price, and the King James Bible. Uh, these have included over 100 copies of the 1830 first edition of the Book of Mormon, many with important handwritten notes, including uh, witnesses, such as John Whitmer's copy, which had over 150 pages of notes in it, and, the, and of the Prophet Joseph Smith and others. However, of all these books, I believe his and his wife Emma's family Bible is the most important and personal. It is also my favorite book from our collection. We have pulled it out and shared it at important family occasions, including Christmas Eve, and have let our children and grandchildren and others read from it the Christmas stories in Matthew, Luke, and Luke. And James 1 and 5 is, is also a favorite with the, with the kids. Um, at any rate, family Bibles, I think, are significant, and they often record the most important and special dates in a family's history. The Smith Family Bible contains three pages of family record, and uh, they're fascinating because uh, I don't know if we can see these here, but. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. This page is almost entirely the Prophet Joseph Smith's handwriting. Wow. Where he puts down the names of he and his family. Uh, and Emma writes on the other side uh, a little bit about her family. Now, this is the main, here's the main record. Oh. See this page? Yes. And um, over on your left um, is uh, the prophet's handwriting where he lists his uh, parents, Joseph Sr., Lucy Mack, and then Alvin, uh, his older brother that died. Uh, shortly after he'd first gone to the Hill Camorra, and, uh, and the others, including Hiram and his sisters and so on. Uh, underneath that, Emma Smith has written the names of her family. Uh, and so uh, the Hale family is all listed. It's interesting, both families list nine children each. Uh, it's kind of a coincidence, I guess. Hmm. And then on the, uh, on the other column, on your right-hand column of that page, Emma has written all the way down the column the names of their children, including their Alvin who died as a baby and the twins that died. And then she has the, uh, the Murdoch twins listed that she raised. Mm -hmm. uh, half their kids uh, died as young kids, as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's quite, quite historic that way. On the next page over, uh, Joseph Smith III, Joseph and Emma's oldest son has written of the death of, of uh, his father, and his uncle wow. uh, at Carthage Jail. And uh, he dates their deaths on June 27th, 1844. And then uh, there's a little continuing history there beyond that. Um, but this is the, uh, this is the Joseph, Joseph and Emma family Bible, which we thought was, we thought was, uh, was, was lost. Uh, Hiram's Bible came to Utah in the family of, uh, of uh, Joseph F. Smith. Uh, and eventually, um, the uh, church patriarch who uh, ended up with it uh, donated it to BYU about 20 years ago. So it's a BYU, but this is the companion volume we didn't know existed uh, until uh, uh, a friend of mine, Buddy Younggreen, found it uh, among the, uh, uh, the Smith family when he was uh, given the assignment by President Harold B. Lee to organize the Smith family in 1970. And, uh, and so this was found among the uh, family of uh, Joseph's sister, Catherine, 
um, and it was passed down to those people that I mentioned mm -hmm. uh, down to, to our time. I get excited every time I pull it out. I don't pull it out often, but I wanted to pull it out today because it's, I think it's uh, the rarest of rare books. I've had uh, so many of the others um, and uh, they're fine and that's great. But I think there's something to be said about their fa personal family Bible and the scripture which they read in their, in their family. It's probably the only thing just about that has Joseph Smith Jr., Emma Smith, and Joseph Smith III's handwriting in it. Probably, yeah. And, um, and it's all family history. So yeah. it's, uh, it's their genealogy, if you will. Wow. Uh, the other interesting thing about it is that besides mentioning the twins, uh, who some people said they were, they were uh, never named, but they are. Uh, and uh, uh, Lucinda and Titus, uh, the twins, she named them. And, uh, and then there's a, there's a son listed that says seventh son. And we didn't know about him before the arrival of this Bible about 40 years ago when it was found. Um, and there was a son that was born that was either not, not named or named Thomas, because there's an abbreviation in her handwriting that's T-H-O, which some people say is the T-H-E. But uh, depending on how you look at it, either way, there's a son listed here we didn't know existed who was born in Nauvoo and died on the same day uh, in 1843. So uh, it's amazing that uh, family of the Smiths, uh, well known in the church history, would have a surprise in their Bible, but that's the surprise, is a child that we didn't know existed before this Bible showed wow. up. Wow. So just real quick, uh, who published that particular edition of the Bible? Well, this was published, uh, let me read it, read it off to you. Um, this was a uh, this Bible was actually published uh, by uh, Charles H. Yost in Philadelphia, okay. um, but it was it was purchased at uh, uh, at a bookstore in Cleveland, is my understanding, um, okay. and uh, along with the one that uh, that Hiram brought to you, uh, Hiram's family rather brought to Utah. Um, they were both 1831 edition. Uh, uh, holy bibles and it's the king james version do you know which yes. which uh, version of the king james like is it the 1611 edition or what well i'm pretty sure it's the 1611 yes okay. the king james yeah uh -huh. but yeah because there's different there was like a 17 something right. uh -huh. edition that was well it says um uh it says it was from the authorized version and i think it was yeah. probably the 1611 okay yeah. wow very interesting that's my assumption but i don't know for sure but that's what i would say Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, that's really fascinating. And, you know, it, it, I, I will tell you that when you showed me the um, handwriting, it yes. did touch me, um, especially just to see Joseph then writing in the death of his father. That's pretty, I mean, you're, you're right there, man. You're, you, you, it's in your hands and you're, you're part of that. That's amazing. Well, thank you. And, and of course, writing the name of his brother, Alvin, who had such an effect on him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, was the subject of a later revelation that has now been added to the Doctrine and Covenants. Wow, that's really, really fascinating to me. So, um, so obviously uh, that Bible was something that they kept updated and it was, that was the, the family Bible. I mean, I imagine there might be other ones out there that people say are, but uh, that's very interesting that you came across it. Now, why is it that when it came up for, for, for availability, if you will, in 2009, why did it go pass through so many hands before it got to you? What's what's the process of acquiring a document like that? Well, it was uh, it was expensive. Uh -huh. 
and uh, it was uh, uh, the people I bought it from had owned it very briefly. Uh, it was a, a, a group of family members from a particular family in Orem, uh, and they had acquired it. I can tell you exactly. They had acquired it without giving names. They had because they didn't want to be known. Uh, they had acquired it from a couple who had originally gotten it from uh, Buddy Ungren uh, after he got it from the Smith family and uh, who'd had it for many years, also from or Orem. Uh, it was uh, put up for sale uh, in Salt Lake in 2010. That's where I learned about it. Yeah. And um, it, was, um, it was quite expensive. It was a million and a half dollars back oh. then. And um, I was able to acquire it uh, mostly through trade and, and, and some cash um, in 2010 and have uh, hung on to it ever since. Of course, I didn't get it. Um, I hate mentioning money at all in right. conjunction with this because that's not been the goal at all. Mm -hmm. uh, preserving this piece of uh, precious history has been my my goal. So have, did, do you know if there's Joseph wrote any notations in the Bible? Do you think he, he may have used it for anything or is it like... No, like... It's, just, it, it's basically their family Bible. The notations he wrote were all genealogical. Okay, so nothing in the scriptures themselves, no commentary, no nothing no, underlined some, or anything? Some scriptures are... Uh, fingerprints and other things in there but no it wasn't used that way right. uh, and very seldom were yeah. even books of mormon ever marked up uh, they were used by uh, a family and they were kept pretty clean unless it was a study copy which we know the prophet had one of those which the church has is a 1828 uh, version of the scriptures oh and, okay uh, they have the 1828 one um in fact uh they asked me if I had an extra one time uh, for the uh, uh, visitor center in Pennsylvania, and I gave them an extra one of the 1828. But they have the one that was marked up, uh, which was used for the uh, uh, for the inspired revision of the of the Bible. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So now you said that there's fingerprints and other markings in there. Have you ever done like a forensic analysis of anything? Have anybody looked not at? Not really. No, we re really have not. Other than uh, just the uh, the genealogical pages, which were obviously written by by the family, by mostly Joseph Emma and Joseph the Third. Wow, wow, well, that is just really fantastic. So, what's it like for you? Uh, you take it out to show it to your family and your grandchildren, and you read passages from it, and you let them. What does that mean to you to be able to be able to experience that with your family, and to uh, engage the scriptures that Joseph held in his hands? Well, it means a lot. Uh, of course, you don't have to own something like this to know that Joseph Smith was a prophet as a matter of faith. Uh, but to me, it's uh, just an exciting piece to, uh, um, you know, I would have, a, whether I owned it or not, it, I would have a testimony of Joseph Smith as a prophet. But you're right, uh, opening it, uh, seeing uh, his, his name and so on, and having grandchildren, one of whom who used to read from it is now serving a mission in Detroit. Um, he's named uh, Sam after our son we lost. Uh, and uh, it was exciting to have him pick a scripture. He, re he read James 1 and 5, <laughs> which he wanted to, which was kind of the opening scripture of the restoration uh, that Joseph was seeking an answer for. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's exciting for, uh, uh, for me to particularly see family members get excited about reading it. We've used it. Uh, it's the kind of thing that ultimately probably belongs at the church, but we've, we've, uh, we've tried to uh, make it available. Uh, we've, uh, we've used it a number of different times. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, 
uh, Joseph Carey has, a, has an outfit called Bible Rescue, uh, and he'd be a good one for you to interview at some point. But uh, he founded uh, Mercury One for Glenn Beck, his friend, um, and um, uh, very deeply connected there as, as I have been with Glenn over the years. But at any rate, uh, he has a law firm, uh, both in Philadelphia and with a branch office in Ogden, Utah. Uh, and he does uh, what he calls Bible Rescue. He said I was the one that helped him get it going originally by giving him a World War II Bible that had, that had a piece of metal as one of the, uh, uh, as, uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, boards so. on the book. Yeah. Uh, it was called the uh, the Heart Shield Bible. It came out in World War II. So you gave it to your, mm. your uh, enlisted man. He could put it in a pocket over his Bible and it might protect him against a bullet. Mm -hmm. uh, well, interesting item, but he was intrigued by it because it had the name of a family in it. And he got the idea from that and from one he got to another location to create Bible Rescue. He's asked me to bring this Bible up and other famous Bibles that we've got. We've got uh, the Bible that came across the, uh, the second one that came across uh, uh, on the Mayflower uh, by uh, William Bradford with his signature and notes in it. And, uh, and we've had that at Roots Tech and we've, uh, we've put these We've made these available uh, at uh, several conventions and other things. So I like to see them being used, but uh, as, as long as there's security and they're protected, uh, because I feel a real duty to make sure as a caretaker, knowing that these really aren't mine, mm. <laughs> I'm the caretaker till the next generation comes along. Mm. Well, very interesting. You know, just as an evangelical, of course, the Bible is very important to us. Um, and uh, so I'm just wondering, what does the Bible itself mean to you well it's the word of god i mean i believe uh, like every latter-day saint that as long as it was translated correctly which it mostly was that uh, it's divine inspired it's the word of god it's scripture just like uh, uh, the book of mormon uh dnc and pearl of great price to us but uh we feel like those are added additional revelations but the bible is the uh, the cornerstone it's the key uh to uh to getting into the other ones and uh in ezekiel 37 we talk talks about the two sticks you know uh sticks of uh, judah and joseph and we feel that the uh, fulfillment of that is the book of mormon the two go hand in hand so um they're both of uh, equal and great importance to our belief system about all christianity yeah so that's really cool well i want to just thank you so much for sharing this really precious and important thing uh this family bible that is really fantastic and i'm so glad that you shared it with us today and with my audience as well uh do you have any final words you'd like to share with my audience just thank you i appreciate the opportunity of showing it well that's great all right well folks i just remind you to uh, like and subscribe and don't forget the notification button to be informed when a new episode is coming out uh you have yourself a great day and we'll see you next time for the, our next episode